Hello, this is Ben Gleep. I didn't mean to startle you, but you're listening to the Shanghai Comedy Corner. Right, that's where we are, right, right, right in that. We're tight, tight in there. Dear Shanghai fans, Shanghai trash, real Shanghai goods, and fake lawies. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Shanghai Comedy Court. Dear Shanghai fans, Shanghai trash, real Shanghai goods, and fake lawies. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Shanghai Comedy Corner's advice column on relationships. This week, it's advice for guys dating girls. If you meet her at Starbucks, she's probably richer than you. If she posts many selfies on WeChat, she's probably younger than she has told you. If she goes more than four times a week to the IAPM mall, she probably drives a Porsche or is an expat teacher. If she's got amazing cooking skills, she's probably a Chinese man. If she wants to practice English with you, she probably wants to take you to a fake tea shop. Now, on the other hand, if she finally asks you to carry a fake LV bag, she means business. If she spends less than 15 minutes making herself up before meeting you, she wants to get real. If she has more than a thousand followers on Weibo, owns two Shanghai apartments or more, speaks fluent Chinese, Japanese, and French, knows karate, lets her mum win at mahjong, and discusses Proust and Shakespeare, travels to Southeast Asia on her own, probably doesn't need you. Welcome to the 42nd podcast episode of Shanghai Comedy Corner, the only podcast that will make your relationships more interesting. I'm talking to you from friendly downtown Shanghai, offering silly, silly tips on how to win slaps across the face and influence your compounds guards, and bringing you people of note via Shanghai Comedy Corner. This week, American stand-up comedian Ben Gleave and I will match your thoughts. It's random, it's fun, and it's as unexpected as a generous landlord. Follow us on our official WeChat account at SHCC Podcast. People. I have been very lucky to interview Ben Gleave. He's an American actor, comedian, satirist, and writer. You see him frequently in Los Angeles at the Laugh Factory and the famous Improv. In 2006, he sold a pilot to Fox, the Gleave Show. He released his first stand-up comedy album in 2007 called "Not Available in Stores." He used to be a regular guest on the e-late night talk show Chelsea Lately. He was. In NBC series *The Real Wedding Crashes*, he performed his stand-up on NBC's *Last Call with Carlson Daily*. He was featured on the NBC competition show *Last Comic Standing*. He performed on *The Late Late Show* on CBS. He's got this podcast called *Last Week on Earth*, debuted as the ninth comedy podcast in the world. He's currently a host for the game show network show called *Idiotest*. He was the voice of Marshall the Sloth in *Ice Age: Continental Drift*. Uh, he's everywhere. He has a web series. He's going to talk about it.、Uh, he met with Barack Obama. Oh my God! You need to listen to this guy. Up until the end of this interview, it's amazing. I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Here we go. Wow! Thank you. You're here. Yes, I finally.、Am. Thank you, Julian. Oh, thank you. So it's your first time in Asia. First time in Shanghai. It is、first、true. First time this side of the planet. It is true. It's very exciting to be here. I really wanted to come to Asia my whole life, and who knew that the comedy club up here in the the fifth floor of above a spa is what would bring me here? <laughs> it's very cool. 
Well, you're connected to China through your family, you just told me. Yeah, my grandmother was born here, my grandparents met here. Mm. Uh, my grandmother was born in Dairen, which is now Dalian. Yep. And then uh, they lived in Harbin. Yeah, one of the coldest places in China. Yeah, you told me there's ice hotels. I yeah. Didn't know, I never even knew that existed. And you told me, how, I said, how do they heat it up? And you said, with heaters. Yeah. <laughs> which I, I don't understand how that wouldn't melt the ice. And you said something with, I don't know, proximity. It's, it's very confusing. It's very, so. yeah. It's, it's all Chinese. Seems like you'd be sleeping in a pool of water. I don't understand how it works. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Makes no sense. Whatsoever. I don't think you understand it. but uh, I've never been there. Yeah, you're, just, you're, you're making it up. And you're trying to sound smart. Exactly. It's embarrassing for you. I know. I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. Works for a minute. And then you think about it. You're like, that eh, makes yeah. zero sense. <laughs> uh, well... Thank you for being on my podcast, because you have a podcast. That is true. Last Week on Earth podcast, Correct. which I urge you to listen to. On the Smodcast Network. That's a Smodcast Network. And you talk about the news of the week. I do. And you, and you go on about it. And you I have go on and on. On and on. And you have get... <laughs> do you ever stop? Not really. I'm still doing it now. <laughs> I will use this on my podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, so, you know, it's kind of the... It was like the ninth comedy podcast when it first came out yeah, or something like that number nine on itunes nine. comedy is yeah cool. well i'm pretty happy to say shanghai comedy corner is number 10 just right behind number 10 yeah it's just number 10 congratulations yeah yeah well and are you I, making things up again well i just have to rename it last week in shanghai that's all <laughs> <laughs> all right um yes banter and irreverence that you that's huge that's huge huge nothing like being irreverent so what's the I guess what's the what's the beneficial what's the benefit of this podcast? What um, what does that bring you? Because you've been doing that for you for like five years, four at least four years, mm. maybe longer. Um, yeah, I guess four and a half years now. What's the benefit? I just love to do it. You know, I was obsessed with the news after George W. Bush got elected the second time. I realized I have to pay attention to this shit because the world's crumbling. Yep. And uh, so I figured I was obsessed with the news. I spent so much time reading it and following it that I may as well do something productive with it, so I turned it into a podcast. And, you know, a lot of comedians have podcasts, but very few had one that was like, you know, like a pre-planned, pre-written... And regular. ...on the news regular every single week, so yeah. I figured I would fill that gap. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I try to do in my, in my romantic life, so I may <laughs> as well do it in my yeah. podcast life as well. So Just you fill that gap up. You write a lot, so you've been writing since college, right? Yeah, at least. Yeah. Been writing even I I found recently a box of stand up comedy jokes I had from when I was like fourteen years old. Mm. It was my little stand up comedy box. Any good? Yeah, a couple jokes in there. <laughs> I ran through it. I'm like, I, I could use this on stage now. I haven't done it yet, but I would like to use one of my old jokes. That'd, that'd be just funny to do. <laughs> fourteen year old you is already like doing stuff and yeah. being the clown or something. Class comedian, not class, class comedian. clown. Class comedian. Class comedian's the one who makes fun of the class clown. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't like doing flips or anything. You know what I mean? So you, I, you know, anyone that looks at your bio online, mm -hmm. it, it's a lot of people. Looking it's at amazing that. the the number of things you do. Oh, I thanks. mean, yeah, the shows, the voices. I mean, you do you ever sleep? No, I don't sleep a lot. I do not <laughs> sleep. I do sometimes sleep. I mean, it's necessary, like biologically, but I sleep not as much as I should. My girlfriend gets mad at me in my hours. Oh, you, you have time for a girlfriend. That's Barely. It's the first time in like eight years I've had a girlfriend, and she's had to adapt to me being a, like, like a nocturnal beast. It's like dating an <laughs> owl vampire mixture. It's not ideal. No, no. For no, her. Really. But I see her sometimes. Okay. We cross paths. 
<laughs> I'm going to bed. She's waking up. It's perfect. It's like a bed and breakfast. Without, without the breakfast. Without the breakfast. Cool. So uh, in your bio, you said you're probably better than me at ping pong. Right. Yeah. I'm so very good, I'm very good at ping pong. We're we're in China. Yeah, yeah, I know. I have to play ping pong. You have to play ping pong. Obviously, this is a podcast, so yeah. we can't play real ping pong. No. But we're gonna ping pong a little bit. Sure. I'm gonna challenge you. Okay, great. Ben Glee. Yeah. To making jokes on the go, okay. on the fly. Sure. So do you know like the jokes? Two hundred something something. Walk into a bar. The bartender says blah blah blah. Kind of joke. I mean, not that particular. Not one. that particular one. I've bartender jokes. I've heard. Yeah. Them. Cool. So, uh, how about 200, uh, let's see, 200 dogs walk into a bar. 200 dogs walk into a bar, yeah. and the bartender says, uh, what's, what's up with this? Let me assume you guys want a six-pack, and they're like, no, that would not cover it. No. You get cool. it. Yeah. You get it. Okay. It's a 200-pack of dogs. A 200-pack of dogs. They have to share the beer many ways. <laughs> uh, 200 dogs walk into a bar, and the bartender says, what well, can I serve you? And they're like, of course, we want cocktails. Mm, I like that. Yeah, yeah. You had time to think of that, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, throw me one. Throw you one, okay. Is this something that walks into a bar? Yeah. All right, vampires. Vampires. Nine vampires. Nine vampires. Mm -hmm. Okay, nine vampires walk into a bar. Mm -hmm. And the bartender says, uh, hmm, what can I get you? And the, and the vampire says, uh, that cocktail with blood in it. <laughs> okay. okay. Both of us, I, I would say, get zero points in this first round. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. What about you, vampires? Oh, vampire. Yeah, okay. That's your point. Nine of them are just one vampire. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't matter. Okay. Vampire walks into a bar and he uh, says, can I have a drink, please? I'd like a, like a cosmopolitan. The bartender says, last time you didn't drink it. And the vampire says, yeah, because uh, you handed it to me upside down. Oh. I'm not sleeping, bro. <laughs> you get it. That's a good one. Yeah, thank All you right. so much. Cool. All right. And it's spilled everywhere, obviously. <laughs> also, I'm getting the idea that you don't understand how ping pong works. Yeah, I'm sorry. Being good at a, at a physical sport involving a little ball <laughs> does not mean you can make up bartender jokes on the spot. Oh, so you know. well. <laughs> That's my version. Hmm. One ping pong player walks into a bar. Yeah. And he orders a drink. And the bartender says, "No, you're cut off." And he goes, "Why?" And he goes, "Because you are smashed." Ah, there you go. <laughs> smashed. So now the serious thing: you messed with Barack. Barack Obama. Yeah. Yeah. What happened there? Well, uh, he was running for president, two thousand and eight, and I was shooting a pilot called CQC. It's a, it was an American version of this Argentinian show that's very big in Latin America. All right. And so we got access as though I was pretending that I was Argentinian media. And I went to all these campaign events and I got to mess with Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and John McCain and Bill Clinton. That's cool. So I went up to Barack Obama and an event. There was no reporters in there allowed. There were just cameras. And we got our way in there. I snuck my way in and convinced the press secretary to let me in. And Obama's walking down a line at the senior citizen home and greeting all these people. And He's approaching me, and, and his press secretary comes to me, and he goes, please, no, please don't ask him a question. Please, I'll get a picture. Please, I'm, like, I'm so sorry. This is my job. I have to ask him a question. <laughs> and I have my Argentinian producer behind me going, Ben, yes, yes, now, Ben, yes. I'm like, I've got a short Argentinian man. He's angry. I have to ask a question. And Barack Obama comes up to me, and I shake his hand, and I say, Senator, um, you consider yourself a green pro-environment candidate. And he goes, yes, I do. 
And I go, do you think America is ready for a green president? Oh, wow. And he goes, absolutely. I'm positive that they are. Mm. We'll be talking to you guys later. He escapes quickly. Nice. It was fun. Well done. It was fun. Cool. I like the voice you just did. It's Barack Obama voice. Yeah. That's kind of cool. You do a lot of voices. I do. I'm a voice man. I started as an impressionist back when I was a young. Ah. Who did Median. you, who did you impress? I impressed nobody. That's why I stopped <laughs> doing the impressions. But, um, I did over 100 impressions when I was starting out. So I did lots. You know, I did all the classics. I would do Pacino and Nicholson and mm. Ronald Reagan and George Bush and Bill Clinton. And what, um, What's the impression you're most proud of? I, mean, I don't know One if I have a lot of pride over any of these. <laughs> um, pride is not the, the emotion that it evokes for me. But uh, Nicolas Cage I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. um, Al Pacino is always fun to do. Bill Clinton's fun. Um, you want to hear what I'm doing? Yeah, well, we, we have a special guest tonight. Uh, Nicholas Cage is here, and uh, he's just going through Shanghai, and he's we're going to share his impressions about Shanghai. Well, no, see, I'm here <laughs> because I love Asian women. <laughs> you feel their skin under my fingertips, <laughs> like a peach. Oh, <laughs> yes, you see, no, no. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I have to run. Yeah, you have to save the save the world. Like a bird away. <laughs> well, and uh, you did the voice in a very, very, very famous uh, movie, mm -hmm. Ice Age. Mm -hmm. Ice Age, Continental Drift. Continental Drift. Yes. You were Marshall the Sloth. Marshall the Sloth, Sid the Sloth's younger brother. Yeah, that is true. How was that? How was it? Was incredible. It was incredible. I mean, to get to become a cartoon, doing cartoon voiceover is one of my favorite things to do. Mm. Never thought I would do it, never anticipated that in my career, but um, one day I was doing stand-up at the Improv in Hollywood, like, this is now like seven years ago, and this lady came up to me afterwards, this lady, Maureen Rose, and she said, you have a very unique voice. You have a very weird, unique voice. I'm like, that's an odd thing to say to somebody, but thank you, and she goes, <laughs> I'm a voiceover agent, I'd love to represent you. Oh. And started sending me on auditions, and I got cast in Ice Age, and a in a fun way, because uh, I'd never seen the the first Ice Age movies. Mm. I didn't know that Sid the Sloth has this lisp. Yep. And I have a little bit of a lisp, as you can hear on those S's right there. Oh, yeah. And so I just went in and did my normal voice. I was like, careful, Uncle Uncle Fungus, watch, watch out down the hill. And and I was like, and I improvised some lines, too. I was like, uh, he was like, you guys, I thought you guys abandoned me. And I'm like, oh, make no mistake, brother, we totally abandoned you. <laughs> And the casting director, Christian Kaplan, says, Ben, you putting that little lisp into your voice was genius. It sounded like you were related to Sid, but not trying to mimic his voice. And I lucked into that. Yeah. So I avoided using S's the rest of the time in the room. I was like, thank you, kind word. Bye-bye. I just backed out of the room and got the part. Congratulations. Thank you. That's, an, that's a great movie. It's very funny. It was a lot of fun. Um, uh, it was I... the number one animated movie internationally. Hello. Uh, until of all time, until uh, until Frozen came along. Yeah, that bitch Elsa just yeah. killed us. Well, I'm trying to let it go. It's hard. <laughs> uh, I also caught you on the a web series called mm -hmm. Cynodopes. Cynodopes, yes. And I watched some of the episodes. It's wacky, man. Oh yeah, it's so wacky. It's a weird world. It's weird. <laughs> it's about that guy that inherits uh, an old time. Movie theater yeah, from his crappy dad. Movie theater crappy, from his dad. And then with 
weird, the weirdest employees ever. Very strange employees. And you're kind of the part-time lawyer or something. Yes, I'm studying to become a lawyer. I'm not a full-time lawyer. And I hate the job. I'm working for the devil. Yeah. And my buddy uh, inherits it. He doesn't want to run it. And I want to run it because I want a chance to change my life. So I convinced him to let me run the theater with him. Mm. And we decide that to make it unique to get a competitive advantage against the super mega theater multiplex across the street. Yeah. Multiplex. We're going to start selling weed at our theater. Yeah. And become the first movie theater to sell weed. And uh, we have four episodes first season on YouTube. You can watch it for free. If yeah. YouTube's not blocked here, it might be blocked. Yeah, it is blocked, but a lot of people get around. Okay, good. So, youtube.com slash Total Anarchy TV. Total Anarchy. You can get it for free. Uh, Brian Drolet uh, created the world and wrote it, and then I rewrote the scripts with him. And then he and I uh, started it with Angeline Rose Troy and Ben Morrison, a great comedian, and yeah. Max No Sleeves, YouTube star. So it was really fun. And uh, any more episodes uh, on we the horizon? We're going to be able to do a second season or not. Mm. You, you should definitely. We don't know. We, don't. we hope so. It yeah. Was a lot of fun. It's great. So you know, it's weird because I'm doing this game show for the Game Show Network. Again, another thing you guys don't have here, but you can yeah. see some episodes on, on YouTube called, called Idiot Test. Idiot Test. Second season. And I just, between season one and two, decided to start doing this weed uh, web series and hope that nobody at the network said anything to me about it. And nobody, nobody cared. So nobody cared. <laughs> yeah, tell tell us more about the, the hosting the show. It's really fun. You know, we give people visual brain puzzles, mm. and they have to try to figure out if they're an idiot or not on national television. They try to win money if they can solve the brain puzzles, and if they don't, I make fun of them and I make it <laughs> very embarrassing for them. I make them wish they did not come on television. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Did anyone get to the top prize? Oh yeah, we give the way it. Give away the top prize a bunch of times every season. Good, cool. So not often, but it does happen. It's like ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. That's or cool. sixty thousand yuan or renminbi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. One day in China, and you're already like. A One day in China writer. makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> it's not a song. Nah, that's uh, it's not a song. That's okay. Sounds okay. Sounds like a song. Sounds like a song. About Bangkok. Ah. Which is a dirty sound of a town. Yeah, it's the worst. You're gonna have a town full of prostitution and <laughs> lady boys doing services when your town's called Bangkok. There's yeah. just no way around it. Yeah, I guess it's truth and, and branding. Truth and advertising are right there for sure. Yeah. Want to go to Bangkok? Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> I do. I would love. It. I'd like two of those, please. Your your website also states that uh, one of your old time. Uh, Idols is are George Carlin oh, and yes. Johnny Carson. They're my two favorites. And uh, I must say, George Carlin's been also one of my favorites. What is true genius? True genius. What is your? I mean, what did you uh, learn from him? Everything. I mean, George Carlin's the reason I'm a stand-up comedian. Mm. Uh, I've listened to his audio cassettes with my brother when we were young kids. His, his playing with your head album mm. was my favorite, and it just brilliant. I mean, just being unabashed about your opinions being extreme and weird in the way you write jokes, being very whimsical, but also passionate, and also not being lazy with the way you perform. Yeah. He would orchestrate his bits. He would sing them, you know what yeah. I mean? They had such delivery. layer. Yeah. Delivery was so beautiful with different intonations and, and waves and voices, and I try as much as I can to do mm. that in my act. I, I can't do it as well as George Carlin did, but I, I, I'm inspired by him mm. big time. And he played a lot with language. He was a master of big language. Time. Big time. Genius with language. Yeah. I remember when his, one of his last bits, uh, I'm a Modern Man, which is a rant. He goes at the uh, beginning or the end, I think, of his show, one of his last shows. Mm -hmm. and it's just amazing. 
It's just he's amazing. You wouldn't believe he was like that old, you know. Oh yeah, his last special was one of his most genius ones. Mm. One of his last ones, I think it's called "It's Bad for You," mm. was just incredible. It was just so sharp and these bits about death and about swearing on the Bible. You're in court and they make you swear on the Bible. Oh, I'm supposed to tell the truth because my hands on this book. What if I don't believe in the book? <laughs> and he would just get so funny. Even his like silly bits, like I still memorize to this day. Like speaking of ping pong, he said he said like. Tennis isn't a sport. Tennis is just ping pong played while standing on the table. In fact, all racket sports are derivatives of ping pong. Even volleyball is just racketless team ping pong played while standing on the table with an inflated ball and raising it. It's just like whimsical, just like, just like masterful delivery. Just amazing. Hey, you do a pretty good impression, too. Bullshit, Klaus. <laughs> but one thing I don't think he did was improvise in a show. You do improvise. He did not. Yeah. It's true. But you one do time improvise. I saw him live, actually, oh. in Vegas. I saw him live twice, but I saw him live in Vegas, and somebody in the crowd shouted something out, and Carlin just responded. He looks at him and he goes, I never respond to what people hear. No, no, he goes, he goes, I never hear what people in the audience say when they shout out, but I always assume it's positive. <laughs> oh, that was a great line. But you do improvise a I lot do. in your show. Tell us more about your style, your shows, your comedy. You know, so I take a little bit of George Carlin's inspiration, and I have, you know, really passionate bits and also some very silly bits as he covered the gamut of that. I talk about language and life and dating and being single, and I haven't written a ton of relationship jokes just yet, so I'm still kind of stuck <laughs> in my single material. But... Um, and some political and some just social commentary. And then I also just improvise with the crowd, talk to people in the, in the yeah. front few rows and get to know them. And I find the flaws in their logic, like I do on my game show, and yeah. I just exploit them for comedic effect. Cool. It's fun. So you're in Shanghai tonight. Yes. Uh, tomorrow. Yes. Two shows tomorrow also. I mean, that's not going to help promotion-wise. I can release this by tomorrow, right? Yeah, it will. It will? Yeah. When do you release it? Uh, like in a few hours. Really? Yeah. So people can come Saturday night? Yeah, they can. Tonight, then. Yeah. You guys, come out. Two shows. Two shows. Hello. Exciting. It's very good. ShanghaiComedyClub.com. Exactly. And if people want to hear more from you, they can check your latest stand-up album. They can. I don't know which album you're referring to. My, my most recent one. Yeah, the most recent one. The one that Margaret Cho produced. It's yeah. called Live from the Vortex. There you go. Um, they can check it. It's not really available, though. Oh. You can get it at my live shows, but I don't have it online available oh, okay. yet. Okay, all right. Um, because I'm, I just finished shooting and editing my stand-up comedy TV special mm. that I'm going to be. So I'm holding my album back until we see what deal we make on the special, and maybe I'll release it afterwards. I'm not sure. Right. To get all this info, you go to bengli.com. Or bengli.com. And uh, see if you can find anything there. And when you don't, then go to Bangladesh.com. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. This was a lovely chat. It was a Thank lovely, you. lovely. And I'm going to explain to you when it's off the air what ping pong is, okay? Excellent. It's a sport. <laughs> oh. It's a table game. Where are you off next? Uh, I come back from China on Tuesday to the States. I'm going to be at the Denver Improv uh, in Denver, Colorado, a weed legal state. Uh, next weekend, then I'm in Seattle at Parlor Live after that, then I go to New York uh, the next weekend to do the Today Show uh, for the second time to play Idiotess with Kathy Lee and Hoda, and then I go to Nebraska for the Great American Comedy Festival in Johnny Carson's hometown, nice. and then a few weeks later I go to the Pemberton Music Festival in Canada with every big musical act in the world and great comedians like T.J. Miller and Eric Andre and Tim and Eric and all these great people. And then I go to Vegas for a week at Harrah's on the, on the Vegas Strip. 
uh, I'm going everywhere, and then um, and also uh, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. Before that, this is a big world tour I'm on right here. Yeah, wow. Farthest place those. And people, he's not reading from his phone or an no. agenda. He's top of his head. I can <laughs> tell you the dates too, but that's just because I'm obsessed and I'm in my, <laughs> I live in my phone. Okay, cool. Thank you very much, Ben. I'm gonna miss you so much. Ah, uh, I want to make love to you. Okay, that was yeah. a little much. Yeah, was never much. much. That was, you didn't need to go there. Yeah, yeah. All right, need to go there. You should probably edit the end of that right. out because it I, makes you seem desperate. Yeah. I will. Great. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ben. Some announcements that I need to make just before we, we leave you. Uh, obviously, you must go see Ben Glebe at Shanghai Comedy Club tonight. Uh, you must also check the newest improv comedy team fresh out of uh, Zmack Comedy School. They're called Hat Peanuts and will perform for free tomorrow Sunday at Luca Cafe, 4 p.m., 390 Pine Road, near Fahwajan Road. You also need to go support PRC, People's Republic of Comedy. They've been celebrating this month their fifth year anniversary, and you're going to need to support them every Thursday at Shanghai Comedy Club. Kung Fu Comedy is also a lot of stand-up uh, comedian at the Camel. You go see them. Shanghai Tickler also hosts a lot of uh, open mics on Tuesdays at Shanghai Comedy Club, uh, sometimes on Fridays with an open bar. And there's also open mic at Zapata's, so there's no excuse for anyone to either go enjoy or go even try their hands at comedy in Shanghai every day of the week. See you soon. Bye-bye. And check out the next episode of Queen of Theater is coming to Shanghai Comedy Corner Podcast. Bye-bye.
<laughs> we missed the handshake. That's not ideal. But the handshake, we kind of missed it. it was yeah, we, we did. A, the, let's try it again. Just, just, nope. Yep. It's yep. not. And, it's yes. Just, and and yes. There, it is. there we go. <laughs> cool. That was really fun, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's cool.